So this has been a long time coming, but the Live on Four Legs guys came onto the show to do an episode of Pearl Jam Live deprogrammed. And uh, here it is in its entirety, all two hours of it. Um, I just came in to say hello. Uh, but if you like if you like this, number one, if you just ri- randomly stumbled on us, give us a subscribe. If you enjoy the conversation, give Live on Four Legs a subscribe. But this is basically a championship edition uh, of the Pearl Jam Live catalog eventually we will get the actual Pearl Jam Championship Edition on this. So, uh, without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Now, welcome to Live on Four Legs podcast. Today, we're doing a little bit something different. If you remember about two years ago, we did a little something called Deprogram Championship Edition, where we took six, John and I, and four of our biggest listeners and, and friends on Live on Four Legs, we all went through the entire discog of Pearl Jam and narrowed it down to 10 songs that were the 10 best that we decided upon. Today's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be doing the live collection. And it's not like we're not going through every bootleg. We have not gone through all the years of official or all the year like that. That would be insane. We're just doing the live compilations that are available to us through Spotify. So I'm going to dish it over to John. John, why don't you uh, talk about the albums and talk about a little bit of this process? Yeah, this was uh, something that came about in 2020, actually, when Pearl Jam originally announced the tour. I was like, obviously, doing Deprogrammed is is something that I think everyone here loves to do and was looking for like a different angle on it. So talking and thinking about it, I was like, well, why don't we do you know, they had already done Pearl Jam. We'd already done the championship edition. So it was like, why don't we do the live stuff? Because they were getting ready to go on tour and it'd be a way to kind of get people excited for the tour. Fast forward two years, that tour still hasn't happened yet. It's about to happen now. So we uh, we, we got everybody back together um, to, to kind of build up something where, you know, live Pearl Jam is on our minds again. Like it's been a couple of years since the album we've got we got 37 pearl jam shows this year so we're uh we're excited for that and we just want to get get something out there for people to just be thinking and uh have live pearl jam in the front of their minds so we're going to be going uh through live on two legs live on 10 legs uh let's play two uh touring band 2k the the audio and the live songs from uh pearl jam 20 um, excluding the unplugged, which we just talked about a little bit. We're not doing the unplugged just because that's would obviously be everybody's one, two, three, four, you know, et cetera. Such a great standalone performance. We wanted something that would be a little more competitive. Uh, and we have uh, the, uh, the maestro of deprogrammed here with us. Uh, he's going to be running the show. Uh, how you doing tonight, Justin? Well, <sighs> Very happy because I don't have to play. I always love when I can just sit back and relax and watch you guys duke it out. Just sign the checks. Yeah. I will say that uh, the the initial thought of this was going to be presented as a please explain. And you guys were all going to pick songs that I was going to have to listen to. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll do that. You know, I, I love doing the show. But uh, then you guys kept adding more and more songs this time around. And changed it to all right. Well, if it's ninety eight songs, I'm out. Like you guys can, you guys can have at it. I'll just, I'll sit here and listen to you guys. So, uh, 
well, you know, we like to figure out how I just mentioned it's 98 songs. So what was it like coming up with 20 live songs? Like what was your gameplay for this go around, Randy? Did you approach your, your list a little differently? Yeah, I did. And it was really tough because obviously the first thing that's on your mind is pick the best of the best. And I kept that in my mind throughout a lot of this. And then after a while, I look at my list. I'm like, well, my best of the best doesn't really, there's not a lot of like differing kind of sound here. I need to kind of branch out because the way that I see this list and everybody can see this differently. Everybody can have a different uh, perspective of, of what they pick, but the way that I saw what I was doing was I was trying to find an overall, when we get to 10, a starter kit for somebody that has never seen this band. And what would you give them that would get them prepared if they're, if you know, if you have a friend, if you're going to one of the shows on the West Coast, if you have a friend that's coming and has never seen Pearl Jam before, knows the studio stuff enough, but has never seen them live, what would you give them out of the, these compilations to say, like, get ready, this is going to be an amazing night? That was my purpose for this. And I kind of, I wanted to mix in a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, because, you know, the old kind of gives you a sense of, all right, this is Pearl Jam in their legit prime. And the new is, is okay, this is what you can kind of look out for. This is what they've turned into. So I wanted to get as much of that in as humanly possible. It's very difficult. There's a lot of stuff here that feels very automatic from the jump that before I even started listening, I'm like, well, that's obviously in because I've had what thousands, hundreds of times that I've listened to some of these songs. So you kind of know, but then there are ones that are like from the live on two legs, even from the live on 10 legs comp that are kind of deep down there. And it had been a long time since I've listened to some of these compilations and, you know, like I really had to kind of listen with a sharp ear and figure out, okay, well, where does this fit in? And, And I think I did pretty good involving all five records that were, that were about to talk about, but yeah, I think, I think all of that kind of thrown into the mix and hopefully everybody has some sort of differing opinion. So there's a lot of punching bags out there tonight. Uh-oh, punching bags. So that's a good way to put it. This 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 will be a fight. So John, very Randy, the man of many words. John, the man of not so many words oftentimes. Uh, what was it like putting your 20 together for this one? Um, not too bad. I mean, I'm I was kind of doing a similar thing, like trying to think of it, you know, as as uh trying to get someone excited for these shows. I think that was the original idea. So for me, it was a lot of finding um, those moments in the songs that make them special because, you know, live Pearl Jam is very different from studio Pearl Jam, right? These these songs take on a new life. There are some some of their best live songs are uh, the studio versions might not might not you might not even give them a second glance if we were doing championship edition on the studio album. So we're going to get hopefully some some very different things going on here. Uh, just wanted to capture some of those really special moments that they can create live and and have a list of those i think all right so curtis same question to you what what were you thinking uh as you were putting your 20 together uh the opposite of these two guys (laughs) this process is 
going to it'll play itself out and um we'll get to we'll get the best 10 when we when we duke it all out we'll get to the best 10 what i did for the 20 is i picked my 20 favorites Mm. it's a bold strategy (laughs) cotton it's a bold strategy (laughs) one thing i want to address is that I, I, and I thought about this a lot of the time and obviously it'll come into play later, but uh, our 10 that we came up with for the original uh, championship edition, some of those songs aren't in there. Like uh, present tense isn't in there. In my tree isn't in there. Uh, Immortality is not in there, but the rest are, and not just that, but they have multiple, like we're going to possibly be talking about multiple versions of songs here. And maybe there's three that like one version of a song. And maybe there's three that like the other that we really have to break down. You never know what, what's, what's going to happen in this, but yeah, like I, I guess one of my motives is to try to at least make this list a, as, as different as we can from the other it's going to be challenging, but I'm just throwing it out there. And for anybody that hasn't listened to that episode before, I'm sure we'll put it in the links on, on Apple and, and wherever else uh, you subscribe to our uh, podcast, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So I, and I want to keep this very, very competitive as I think everybody else in here knows how to play the game. So, Maybe first of all, maybe I'll actually download it this time so I can release it to uh, the deprogrammed feed. So if you want to put that, that back nice. out there, yeah, sure. <laughs> kind of got buried. Uh, but uh, here comes Randy bringing out the gas can all over the pitcher's mound, Bradley. Um, just trying to light some more fire. What do you? What were you thinking as you're putting your twenty together? Yeah, I did kind of a combination of what everybody else has done so far because I did try to pick, um, try to get like a good representation. But I also did lean like Curtis did and go to some some of my favorites. And as Randy mentioned, trying to make the list a little different than last time, I have some at the very top of my list that didn't even make mine when we did the studio version a couple of years ago. Songs that not 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 that they're not great songs, but they're not my particular favorites. So I didn't include them last time. But the performances on some of these were so good, I couldn't not include them. So so yeah, so I have like a like a, a good mix of everything. Or I tried to, at least um, I did lean a little more towards uh, some older stuff just because out of, you know, sentimental reasons and whatnot. Um, I did watch that touring band 2000 DVD quite a bunch back in the day. So uh, I have some uh, personal attachment to some of those songs, but, but I feel like I did a pretty decent job mixing it up a little and I'm excited to see uh, what we come up with. So sentimental favorites, Joey, are they, are they playing into, into how you're putting your list together or are you going just on feeling? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, I'll say from a big picture perspective, I totally agree with Curtis in the sense that we're going to fight with each other and the best will come out of it. I mean, I think that's what we did two years ago. I mean, we fought with each other, made some really, really hard decisions and that list I'd be willing to put up against any other top 10 list ever assembled about this band. So, um, yes, that's, that's how that goes. But as far as my own personal, um, kind of take going into this was I, I I really looked at how I really kind of self-analyzed what makes these compilations unique or why they are something, um, that people should go to when, when it comes to the live catalog that Pearl Jam has, especially with all the bootlegs alongside it. Um, and to me, it's really about the, 
moments and the things in which there's there's added significance. So that was especially what came out in my list. And um, yeah, I think, you know, um, that that will probably be the the biggest thing is um, those those moments in specific versions of songs that um, make it so different as to be included on a more formal live compilation as opposed to as opposed to your average bootleg. So the moment is yours, Patrick. Uh, last but not least, uh, what were you? Uh, how are you approaching your twenty for for this one? This go around. So I looked at this in a couple of ways. Um, most of these releases had some sort of like uh executive producer to them if you will so with live on two legs brett eliason was the sort of the core you know director of what was gonna at least be considered for the record and then put that out to the band and the band ultimately said yay or nay to, to different things so i was looking at it from that perspective the same with pj20 it was really a lot of cameron crow's input from the time that he was with the band and when he saw them live so there's give and take with that with cameron because he missed out on some years um when he put pj20 together i mean he skipped an entire touring cycle <laughs> with them which was a bit of a bummer um and then touring band is a little bit of a weigh-in from the entire crew all of the folks that were doing the filming uh, as well as um, the the sound engineering crew like John Burton and uh, and um, Brett Eliason, um, and then you get all the way back down to to um, the Let's Play Two. You know that is really the it's a little bit of the band and a lot of it of Ed coming up with what he feels, as well as um, input from the director for that documentary. So. When you get all of that input into it, I was trying to pick the songs that I felt like exemplified the best of that. Um, and then you would notice that I completely left off one of the records in that because I didn't think there was anything worthwhile picking from it. So I'm just going to let that out right now. <laughs> More gas cans. I wonder if we can guess. <laughs> oh, you people in your gas cans, you love to light the field on fire. So we're going to have a fight here. I'm, I'm It's into the it. trash. <laughs> we're the trash men. Uh, Which, so, obviously, for regular deprogrammed episodes, it's usually the pile. But because we're in a very special situation here, <laughs> can we call trash. the songs that don't make the qualifier the trash? trash. It's trash beautiful okay. um oscar right. oscar loves it <laughs> so i'm gonna make a suggestion here um uh as players play their uh because last time I, I remember it being you know like between delay not hearing whether or not everybody has the song maybe you put your hand up so i can see and you know i can make the count from there so i know whether to play it or not but uh, we're going to start with you, Randy. Uh, here we go. Away we go. Live Pearl Jam. Where you want to take us? Well, I'm glad you said that. Um, and I'm going to take a quote directly from Justin here. And I know that, the, like, yeah, logistically speaking, Justin, you always say on the program, give me a track one, album one, any day of the week. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Live on Two Legs is the first one of these to come out, but of course, uh, PJ20 has stuff from the 90s. And I am going to take a song that starts off that record that is the one that was the one 
on the original D program. And that is Corduroy from Chicago, 1998. Ooh. All right. We got, oh, we got John and we got Patrick. So it gets three. It meets the threshold. Good. (laughs) But it ain't in. All right. Let me make sure. It's going to be a long night. Let me, uh, (laughs) my phone disconnected. We'll get a little bit of this for a sec. It makes it uh, it makes a conversation, but Randy, talk a little bit more about it real quick. Um, why why were you starting here? Because well, I like the correlation, you know, to kind of take us from the last episode and how we finished off with Corduroy. But also, Corduroy is the song that I've always felt like is the one. Whenever you're at a show, it just it puts the wheels in motion. I think that for what's going to come up and the shows in Sacramento and Vegas, you know, Corduroy probably is going to be pretty early in the set. Like that's going to be the wake up moment that I'm going to be like, Holy shit, I'm here. And it always happens. And it's just unlike anything. And the song just has this surge unlike any other that you hear live. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it speaks for itself. So we'll get more thoughts on this song. Because it isn't in, but it's also not dead. All right, John, you're up. I'm going to go, you know, I talked about moments, and this might be the best moment at a Pearl Jam show of all time. It's up there. Uh, Crown of Thorns from PJ20 from Vegas 2000. Oh, tis unanimous. Unanimous. All right, so the way I have my thing here, let me uh, type it in so we can get the song going. Um, tell me why, John. Well, it's the it's the tenth anniversary show. It's you know I remember reading in in Rolling Stone in the early nineties. You know the you know Pearl Jam came out of Mother Love Bone with with Jeff and Stone and and Ed saying you know oh, there's there's one song of theirs I'd like to do someday, and you know getting to see that moment where you know he tells you know, the rest of the band, like, let's do Crown of Thorns for the 10th anniversary. Crown of Thorns being the Mother Love Bone song that was on the single soundtrack. And it's just, uh, like, there's no other way to say it's just a magical moment. Like, it's it's the culmination of, you know, 15, like, the 10 years of Pearl Jam and, and five years before that. And it's just a testament to, to Stone and Jeff and and the sacrifices that they made to, to get this band going and everything that they've been through. And it's just... Everything about it is just makes a perfect moment. And there you go. Let's get a let's let it play for a sec. Anybody else got anything on Crown of Thorns before we move on? It's just one of the greatest moments in their history. And then the fact that they put that out on the fan club single that year, I just remember getting that before the quote unquote official bootleg even arrived and nearly tore a hole in it with my needle on my record player because it was just something that I listened to probably a hundred times. All right. You know, yeah, I was going to mention real quick. I promise I won't be the man of many words on this, but (laughs) I'll be the man of golden words. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think this was really the first time that Eddie and Andy Wood had like some sort of connection 
that the band like Pearl Jam before this night in Vegas in 2000, the 10th anniversary, they had like never brought up Mother Love Bone. They never really talked about it, but finally, like they were able to turn to the next chapter and they're able to thankfully celebrate the Mother Love Bone and Andy Woods history. So uh, that's, I think that's the best thing uh, to take out of that. It's a kind of loser. It's a kind that leaves you All right. Unanimous. Curtis, no pressure. <laughs> um, if we're going with really, really big boys here, like that's kind of like the biggest moment ever that was kind of built up to and planned ahead. And here's one of my favorite moments ever that's a little bit more Pearl Jamish, which is more spontaneous. Um, and it's uh, given to fly from St. Louis with the interpreter. Oh, we got three. We got three. Okay. Goodness, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> but again, oh, really? at least is... it makes the conversation. That's always, that's always the plus. All right. This release <sighs> was originally a home video or a DVD and it's given to fly. And <laughs> this gorgeous, wonderful woman is on the side of the stage and she's signing the song and the camera picks up on it and Ed picks up on it. And she brings her up higher on the stage, and eventually on the outro of the song, they dance. Wow. And That's unfortunately, six or seven years ago, I think she passed away. Mm-hmm. But like, what it, to me, this is like quintessential Pearl Jam. Like, you know, we were they planning ahead? Almost certainly not. And it just turned out to be this wonderful moment. Right song too, perfect song. That's yes, right. and, yeah. and, that's... and the version of the song is no slouch. Yeah, that's that was close for me, but I think the fact that that this is an audio only medium. I mean, if we were talking about video moments, yes, but it it, it gets bumped down a notch because on Spotify you don't see it. Right? No, and to clarify, it's you wouldn't know. They don't talk about yeah. it. It's not. Yeah. Right. Um, it doesn't bring it up in, like verbally. It's just something you only see on the video. Who's the third? Yeah, there's. There's one or two other songs that I felt the same way because of Spotify and because of the layout uh, that that they had. I, I had to leave them off. Who was the third on that? Was it you, Bradley? Yeah, I had it too. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I kind of agree with whatever he said. I I was afraid that people would knock it for being the visual aspect of it and we only hearing the audio, but I still made my list. So we'll see how it goes. It's yeah, it's it gets to hang it. around. So all right. Well, now you get to throw one up there. It's your turn, Bradley. Sure. Um, well, one of the best things about a Pearl Jam show is the anticipation of what they're going to open with. So I always love a good opening track. And, um, and uh, you know, something you guys actually brought up on a recent episode. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's uh, your guys' episode that aired yesterday. Um, the Long Road that kicked off Touring Band 2000 and kicked off the Phoenix show in 2000 is one of my favorite versions of Long Road I've ever heard. And so I'd like to throw that up for nomination. All right. Oh, our first train in the dump. Wow. In a way, this is almost more brutal than last time because these were all like actual like moments that fans experience, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah. Like at least we can hide behind the, the 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 studio aspect of the other of the other songs as like recordings that we weren't physically there for. But I feel like we're hurting large groups of people every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe somebody said in the last episode, "It's supposed to hurt." Yeah. That is deprogrammed. Deprogrammed yeah. is hurt. So I can only imagine oh, yeah. that this hurts. Even uh, yeah, more. I, it's fine. I'm, I'm sure that won't be the last one that only gets one vote by me or anybody else. So. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. There's six of y'all. In for a ride. <laughs> yeah. In for it. All right, Joey. Um. Okay. Uh, this one came up in conversation previously. I just I I associate uh this. Uh, live recording with pretty much the idea of Pearl Jam compilations as a whole because I feel like to a degree that a lot of these other versions don't um, this one just absolutely li- this this song itself actually you know lives here um, with um, Untitled from Live on Two Legs you're gonna say that alright whoa alright we got three here and then that was is that Vegas or is that Meriwether? No, That's I got Meriwether. It. I got it. I that got is it. Meriwether. This one. Yeah. All right. Sorry, the way my uh, my thing's all set up. All right, so that is Randy, John, Joey. Any thoughts before we uh, move on? I. It's just, uh, you know, it turned it from this improv to what would become this intro into MFC and it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's, it's a pretty beautiful moment for, of theirs. It's it's one of the best things it's, it's only shown up like what, 30, 40 times or so, but yeah. whenever it does, it's, it's usually the highlight of the show. And you, and you're not going to find it on a studio record. It's a live only thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. All right. And now it's your turn to try and disappoint Patrick. Um, I'm hoping that this will end better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> uh, no, um, I'm hoping that this will not disappoint. I'm, I'm, I would be terrified if this doesn't at least get into the conversation. But um, daughter from touring bands, uh, October 24th, 2000, uh, with the tag of It's Okay. There's so much about that dead moon tag into the mix that is. Uh... Which one? Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, it's only five. Oh, no, that's. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I was, I was, I was worried that it was only gonna get two. Like you just never know where people are gonna go with that. I'm not, you know, I, it was hard for me not to have uh, long road. It was hard for me not to have untitled. I was trying to be as even keeled on these as I could have easily just like gone live on two legs touring band and then be done to a certain degree. Um, but I tried not to do that, but that, that moment is, is a huge one in their pantheon and it would be almost impossible not to imagine, uh, that getting at least into the, the final conversation. All right. Was does, it- does it help being at that show to, yeah, that has to be automatic being at that show. And that song the pit. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, there's a couple of them where I was there and it it really, I don't think it happens for me. It didn't happen for that. It's cool that I was there for it, that that's, that 
it ended up being part of the touring band thing and and all of the stuff that came about that i just remember it just being like a moment where that particular concert came alive it was a, a very good experience and a good show but when that happened and he sort of enticed the crowd that he needed this and he wanted everyone to take part of it you could just feel an electricity in that place that is you know it's those moments we've all experienced them at a show where something happens and you just get that electrical charge through your body and you're like this is why i do this this is why i buy tickets to go hunt this down for that that thing that's going to happen that i just can't explain and and can't you know experience anywhere else and that's you know it's i, I would incredibly fortunate to be there but i think a lot of people that just even see the dvd or listen to it live listen to the bootleg i think get the same feeling from that i'm uh, sorry which which version was this uh this is from um the touring band uh 2000 dvd okay gotcha which would be jones beach yeah yep gotcha all right so everybody but, whatever it is everybody but joey right yep that's okay we still like him that and five I mean, five is i was good. waiting when this would happen because we knew it was coming how many vitality songs did we do this with <laughs> it was definitely immortality way way too many for me to also claim it's my favorite building <laughs> <laughs> five's a great number though you guys had a really good first round that's you know you cannot complain about this yeah. first round now let's see how messy it's going to get in the second randy Oh, man, I haven't even thought what I'm going to pick. Most of that round was live on two legs and touring band. So I'm going to shift for a second to Let's Play 2. And kind of in the same way of like, you know, uh, given a fly being and, and not this isn't sort of an impromptu moment, but this is like a moment on stage that is incredible when you're watching this and super powerful and i think a lot of us know the story of steve gleason i think we talked about it uh, in the last he programmed and just when you know when you hear him say how i uh, how i choose to feel is how i am and how i feel is fucking awesome like how does that not inspire you from this and yes that part was not in the front and i hate that pearl jam does this because i would rather have big speeches to songs in the front before the actual song plays but no that was at the end of whatever the last song before it was uh i i have to give the nod to inside job oh damn hey nice. all right all right it's uh... that's one of my favorite songs in the last uh, like that they put out you know in their latter half of their album career and it's always great live and that's to randy's point it's a it's one of those moments where you you're just you're taken aback it's great it's absolutely great maybe this won't be as bloody as i thought let's get we a... got a while there's <laughs> <laughs> still a lot of trash to was that through. uh was that unanimous yeah yep, sure was okay. Anybody else got any other thoughts on Inside Job before we move on? I would just you know, two in a row that are like a perfect moment. You know, it's it's okay. Like, led up to like this perfect moment. 
and so did Inside Job, and like the the song lived up to like the billing and the build up, and they pulled it off. It just it's something like that. Like I I happen to be lucky enough to be there for this one. I will remember that forever. Yep. John, can we keep this one above the belt? It's your turn. Hope so. Hope so. I hit on my first one, so we're going to try again. Um, you know, like like Curtis, I was I was there at the the Wrigley shows in 2016 for the uh, the shows that are on Let's Play Two, and they uh, there was one song that I really wanted to see at those shows, and uh, it's release. Uh, and, you know, the story behind this, you know, Dr. John Evans, who we had on our show, um, got got there, you know, four days early. It's then it's in the movie. It's in the documentary. And then this one, you know, Ed actually calls him out from the stage, you know, and he told that story about just being overwhelmed. And like you see him in the in the video and he's just he's fully in this and like. He, he the, the song's about you know going through stuff with your dad and he's been going through some stuff with his and it's just it's just one of the most powerful moments that you've ever seen at a Pearl Jam show so uh, release from uh, Let's Play 2 is my pick alright so that there's just four. Oh, there was five. five okay I didn't see that Joey added two alright Anybody else got anything on release, or did John say it all? Because sounds like he kind of nailed it. The only thing left else I got to say about that is that we were able to talk to, thankfully, talk to Dr. John, and he's just incredible in the story of the whole thing. How it all happened was just it's it's a it's a one in a lifetime thing, once in a lifetime. All right. Once in a lifetime, can we keep it alive, Curtis? There, I mean, this seems the pressure comes to you. It seems every round. I'm. I don't know what everybody's going to think about this one, but um, the Pearl Jam twenty compilation. It's just, it's not something that, like, I just throw on to listen to. But it has a lot of things that I'm very familiar with. Um, and just Europe 1992 is on my mind from your guys' coverage here. So this super intense, frantic, primal version of Why Go from Hamburg 1992. Holy cow. All right, let's see. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> wow, was that, a, was that an all-around no? Uh, okay. It was one that I cut. I did have it in my initial run through, but I ended up cutting it eventually. So I refuse for us to refer to this as trash. Though. <laughs> it's not trash. Well, this is why we changed it so things like this don't happen. <laughs> like just this an asterisk. It's not trash. Like we didn't pick it, but <laughs> it can be recyclable. It was. It was like one of my last cuts, and I can't lie and. I have to admit that I'm obviously biased by recent live on four legs coverage. Um, but I, I think 
Yeah, I think I think I think I had to like part part of what was hard about cutting it was 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 acknowledging that. So yeah, there's um, another there's another 1992 performance on that PJ20 that I picked instead. It came down to the two of them. Choices. I will say that I had a hard time with Cameron Crowe's choices on PJ20. <laughs> a really choices, hard choices. time. I thought he. I thought Gauntlet Throne. Yeah, he's he had some issues with what he chose. Yeah, I I don't know if it was Why Go or if it was Gardner or one of those, but I, I felt like the the thing that kept me from taking it is that the recording quality. Uh, obviously, we have great recording quality. You know, ten years from that time. And, and forward, but you know, I, I just sh- to present this to somebody, like I would want to show them the best quality stuff. That and trust me, I was looking for something to get from the Dave A era, and maybe I got it, maybe I didn't, but I, I won't share that right now. All right, Bradley, you're no longer alone in the one club. <laughs> right? Can you get off well, the snide I- this round though? <laughs> Well, I'm going to use that to segue into a song that I know at least John picked because I did nominate Garden from uh, from uh, Pearl Jam 20 because, again, I did like that tour and I like that version of the song a whole lot. Oh, only two, huh? Well, cool. it's be- better than me being my, the only one, so. All right. But that officially means it's, it is trash, technically. Even with the two. That's hurtful. All right, let's see. We got Brad and we've got John. All right. Joey. Okay. Um, that was not a motivating motivating transition into me. Um <laughs> sorry. Well, that's not on you. That's on that's on us for not selecting awesome songs. <laughs> I guess we just there's even more awesome ones to get to. Um Let's see, which direction do I go with this? Um, I'm going to, how about I um, try one with PJ20 that I think will actually make it. Um, I'm going to throw up a song that has definitely, a version that has definitely grown on me over time. And I didn't initially have the appreciation I do for it now. And um I was listening to all these songs on shuffle initially um, after I kind of put together an initial list just to see if anything jumped out at me. And this was easily the first one that was like, Oh yeah, I have to include that. So I'm going to go with uh, walk with me from the bridge school with Neil Young. Well, Curtis keeps, uh, keeps you from being alone, but still not enough it's to excellent. save you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great version. It's a great song. I just, uh, I didn't want to have too many covers and Same. it's still a good song, but uh, I unfortunately didn't make my cut. All right. Falls, falls under my Cameron Crow confusion <laughs> column. I love it. I love the song and I listen to it. It just doesn't, I, I always was like on that entire record. I don't know what he was like doing, picking it's a it's a good end to the movie and i think that's why they had to throw it on there right all right patrick you get all right i'm gonna i'm gonna try to make everybody uh feel better about their um their 
losses by picking one that I'm assuming is going to be a loss because this is going to go into the, the columns of things like that I just loved hearing and I liked to hear and I listened to. And it, it's not necessarily about moments. It just if someone asked me, play me live Pearl Jam from this group of songs, um, it would be um, I got shit from touring band 2000. Number now it qualifies. One, two, number twenty. All right. So I feel good about the fact that um, I'm yet to be trashed, but I know I'm going to get trashed anyway. So it's going to happen. Maybe we need to start. Maybe we need to start trying to select songs that no one that we think no one else will pick because I think that that is going better. (laughs) I'll try try that. I thought that was the strategy the whole time. By the way, I'm going. All right, let's see. So that was John, that was Joey, and that was Patrick. All right, three. All right, and after two rounds, I'm not going to lie, with six people, very shocked that uh, after two rounds there are two unanimous, and I believe there was two fives as well. So, and let's see, one, two. Uh, I think two of these are two so there's still some room for uh for um it's probably trash protocol (laughs) yeah yeah i mean plenty of gameplay left all right randy all right uh i'm gonna go with a song that you know maybe people are just sick of and i'm sick of it after a long time sometimes however i listen to this version i don't think we've played anything from live on 10 yet and I listened to this version. I'm, Live on Ten Legs is the one I'm least familiar with because it just, I, I don't know. It, it had Backspacer songs and Avocado songs. And it, was, it just didn't hit me in the right way like uh, Live on Two Legs did. But this one, I didn't ever expect that I would put this on the list because it's just kind of like, okay, it seems pretty obvious. However, if you are giving this list to a fan, and you want to say, okay, you definitely know this song, 100% know this song. Listen to a version of this where the crowd is insane and at their highest throttle. Jeremy from London, Ontario in 2005. <laughs> Curtis enthusiastic. I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. But... I wanted to get good crowd stuff in this too, you know? All right, let's see. So this, this, ver- is- this version especially considering how much quote-unquote later it is in uh, the live chronology, like whips ass. And the the crowd is carrying it on. He does like the full version of the whoa woes at the end. Like the number of those like post-2003 is really a short list. Mm-hmm. And, and Patrick teased it earlier. Live on ten legs, like compared to this other stuff, it sucks, man. Like this is for sure, for sure a standout for that compilation for me. And I feel like we foreshadowed this with um the last program with the championship <laughs> edition. So like my goal to turn everybody back on to Jeremy, where there's two of us now. Um well, I just like this version. <laughs> that's that's 100% growth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you look at the chart, you do the math. 100% growth over 15 months. 33 and a third percent chance of... Okay. 
Yes. All right. The numbers uh, don't lie. That's that's what I hear. <laughs> John. All right. Um, I'm going to go back to uh, the touring band. Uh, we seem to be doing pretty well with those, better than I thought. Uh, so let's go with uh, Do the Evolution from Touring Band. Oof. Wow. I think Do the all Evolution right. was on all of these compilations, if I'm not mistaken, right? Five versions? Maybe four? I'm seeing yeah. three. At least four. four. Yeah, at least four. Well, I know, Randy, you had put out this, you know, kind of did the thing that just put it on social media, you know, today, what are some of the, the versions of these? And that was one that I noticed somebody had had uh, had pushed forward. So that made me feel pretty good about it. But now um, <laughs> all you guys have failed. So poor, Look, poor choice, everyone. There was that, a, that, there were that's a lot a of versions. There's a lot of kick-ass versions of Do the Evolution. This is one of the best. I love how John owns his misses. He, he's not going to feel bad about it. <laughs> no. All right. Curtis? Um, I'm very excited to find like one of the rarest birds of all where one of my takes may get taken more favorably than John's. So I'm going to try a different do the evolution. <laughs> Did anybody take the from the forum in Inglewood on Live on Two Legs? Yes, I did. Yes, that's the one I have. <laughs> Such a this great is, show. That was an old song. This is a new song. It's Evolution, yeah. baby. Yep. I love it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Curtis, you and I, this yeah. this round, we have we have good chemistry this round, man. Now we're in the weeds, I feel like. Now we're starting to get into the weeds. He's intense with this version, too. And I think mm. that's what... And, and I love the touring band version of this, but Ed is just on fire in this one. Hard to get a do the evolution outside of 1998. That sounds like 1998. It really is. All right. Bradley, do you have a version of Do the Evolution, or are we getting another song? <laughs> I, I do not. Okay. Um, uh, but I am going to go with something that uh, uh, was just recently spoken about with crowd participation, and I'm hoping to get another vote for um, for one of my picks. Um, and I'm going to go with The Better Man for Pearl Jam 20, the one in New York, but the crowd sang along the whole first uh, verse. I just thought it's a, a great version of the song, and the one that I would play for somebody um who's unfamiliar with live performances of the band so we got five there which version was this was this uh Madison it was from Garden. yeah in, uh, in 2010 from pearl jam 20 or yeah from pearl jam 20 all right let me find it on here but we got five there yep oh. this is nice. it's one yeah. of their best performances ever that's more votes than my last two songs combined so <laughs> <laughs> nicely done listen to that trust me i have i was in that crowd you can hear my voice by the way oh there's it, randy right it, there it, it, yep mm-hmm, that's me <laughs> i was on the floor so maybe you really like i don't know how far away from the soundboard i was but all right joey do you think you can be the better man it's your turn that's a big question um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 
I'm going going to uh, try um, because I feel like we're going for just some like really really good versions that just are on them are on their own really really good versions, um, and let my hometown bias show a little bit. Um, Low light, the opener from Let's Play Two. No, and that was a really hard decision. I like that version a lot. Ooh, you're not alone, Joey. John's got it. But not enough to keep it alive. All right. And John. I think we're officially getting to the space where the twos are officially official dead. All right, Patrick. Um, all right, this is another one where I'm assuming there's potential risk because this goes to uh time frame of a song that I really uh adore, and it was one of the things that I think was nice about PJ20. I don't know that it was the absolute best version of it that Cameron Crowe could have um taken to put on there, but I think it represents the, the the time frame, and it's one of the few that um, captures Jack Irons playing, and that's Blood from PJ20, Auckland, New Zealand. All right, you got uh, Curtis. But that's what that's what I expected. We're all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that there's like a. What three or four fives in the two sixes? A good couple of threes, and then everything else is twos. I always find that interesting. And, but there are six of you, so to be fair. All right, Randy. I'm gonna play off of that. I'm gonna go to another '90s song. Same, same album, same territory here. And um, you see this video and we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times that in 1995, they did this documentary uh, that they shot over in the Pacific Rim to from Japan to Manila to Singapore, all the way to Australia and New Zealand. And one of the greatest scenes in this, and it's, it's a taboo thing. Like they never released this. And it was supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to be talked about and nobody was supposed to have the footage to this, but most of the footage is on YouTube. And one of the great things in this is this version in Manila, the show in Manila, where the crowd like busts down the gate and they're all just rushing towards the stage. And yeah, it's, it's not for you. We got four is pretty good. We got four. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. For the record, Not For You was the song that I was fighting for uh, as number one on the uh, episode that we did, the proper one. All right, four. So that was what, Joey and, Joey and Bradley were out. No, oh, I had it. Oh, okay. Joey and Curtis were Joey out, and right? Curtis, okay. Okay. John. All right. Um, no, no 
live Pearl Jam list is uh, complete without uh, this song. And it's uh, Black from Live on Two Picks. No, really? <laughs> I, I wrestled with the version that I was going to take on this. That it was close. It wasn't, Ooh. this isn't, this wasn't like an easy one. So I wrestled with the version is, is where I was at. Um, so. Yeah, I, I was going, I was getting towards the bottom and I, I knew like, okay, there are a couple different blacks. Let me listen to this one. And when I listened to this, it's from Virginia Beach that year. Uh, like it just blew me away and look 1998 is is not the prime territory it's not the best uh time for black it got bit kind of early 90s is very good and then it got better in 2003 2006 kind of later when they were able to expand upon it this is one of the best from the early matt cameron years that happened here (laughs) i live near were you there no or were you at an insane clown posse concert? Likely to, at ICP, yes. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-eight, yes, very much likely. <laughs> All right, Curtis. Um, so if we're gonna give them like a list to get into this band, do we want to give them the highlights, or do we want to tell them the truth? And if we want to tell them the truth. We need to talk about Bush Leaguer at Uniondale. Oh, I, I, yeah, I had a conversation with myself about hey, that. Hey, Joey saves you from the trash. It's part of the historical aspect that makes this band important that they are able to do something like that on stage and speak their mind. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'm glad somebody brought it up and it, it should have been brought up, but. Uh, like very tough for me to take Bush Leaguer over Black and do the evolution kind of stuff. I'm glad it got represented. Um, In the words of Jeff Amon, it's art. <laughs> That's right. In the words of Matt Cameron, they pelted us with quarters. <laughs> In the words of Justin, it is Bradley's turn. <laughs> uh, let's see, where do we go from here? I have a feeling the rest of mine are going to be one or two other votes at most. Um, but I will throw out, um, how about the Red Mosquito from Live on Two Legs? Oh, wow. Good representation here. Ooh, yeah. That's four. Yeah. More than I thought. Yeah. That's four. That's, that's a great version. That's yeah. like one of those ones that gravitate that element. If you want to hear what Pearl Jam sounds like live, that's where they hit right on live on two legs in my opinion that when they were mm-hmm. selecting there that got to the core of what their live sound is is all about yeah i agree yeah i feel like i really needed in my list uh like a superior mike mccready moment i thought that that was probably one of the best yeah i'm really uh, happy knock about over, the... knock, knock me over with a feather on that one guys no whoa doubt, no all right don't you have no that copyright the, don't you have that copyright here <laughs> gimmick infringement <laughs> Yeah, same. Total same. All right, so we got four here. Oh, I'm done with live on two legs, guys. Ooh, showing your hand. All right, Joey? Okay. Um, I don't, uh, just kind of going off of what I think Bradley said, I don't, I don't know how we don't all feel like the rest of these are going to be ones and twos. Um, 
I'm going to go with uh, a song that really stood out to me um, that has like, a version that's really grown on me over the past year um, from um, Seattle, November 6, 2000. Um, I feel like everybody talks about Alive. Everybody talks about the significance of the show itself and all that's built around it. Um, and I mean, you know, the it's been talked about plenty of times before but the the emotional circumstances of that moment make that song on a performance level not the best version and so if you're looking at songs on the album on on songs on that show on that set list i just love the version of rearview mirror that they bust out really really early on that's also on touring band so that is on my list hey again we got another two we only have three ones. That's honestly not too bad. For a six-person panel? Yeah, you ain't kidding. We'll and one. 98 songs. That is not bad at all. There's hope for the Wilco panel after all, because there's six of y'all on that, too. <laughs> what, when we're going to do the back half of their cat- catalog and then play deep, uh, uh, Championship Edition with, with the front half? <laughs> All right, Patrick, speaking of Wilco. Um, so I'm going to just throw it out there um, because I, I felt the same way that Joey did about that. I actually, this is one of the ones that I had on twice. Um, and that is Rearview Mirror from PJ20 from Universal Amphitheater. You cannot have a Pearl Jam experience, I feel like, live without either a great version of Porch or a great version of Rearview Mirror um there weren't really both well yeah i'll take both but there wasn't an option for for both in this uh (laughs) in the in the selections here so um so yeah rearview mirror from pj20 from pj20 that's three yep Uh, that's this one i think what got me with that one instead of the seattle version was just the intensity at the end just ramped up and just had that big, big end. I think it wasn't. It wasn't quite there in two thousand. By two thousand nine, this was the showstopper. Mm-hmm. God, I love this song. I also love the frogs cover it, which I probably uh, said the last time too. Frogs cover is awesome. Had to get that in there. We have we now have an insane clown posse reference and a frogs reference. It's Granted, a, I made the ICP reference, but it's officially a deprogrammed. <laughs> we can get if we can get the pumpkins mentioned with oh, yeah. the trifecta. Ooh, let's do it. Big. Without without uh, let's not force it. All yeah. right, Randy. Okay. Oh, look, I I guess this is a, a shot in the dark in a way because Joey mentioned the Seattle show and I did take something from the Seattle show. There were five performances on that touring band DVD and it's really hard not to take one of them. And uh, for some reason, this version of nothing man just spoke to me when we did this on the podcast, what, like half a year ago over the summer, I listened, I listened to it a couple times and, and I think it's just his voice. I think it's just the way that it just reverberated and, and kind of had this like sorrowful moment. You're able to feel the tension from it. And 
yeah, I, I just really love this version. One of my favorite versions of Nothing Man. Oh. Score. John and Curtis are with you. Excellent version of a very powerful song. Yeah. Randy, John, and Curtis. All right, John. You're up. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Live on Ten Legs, uh, which hasn't gotten a lot of love here. We'll see if we can squeak this one through. How about uh, In Hiding from Live on Ten Legs? Uh, All right, you got three. That was another one that was highly uh, that was mentioned a lot in yep. the yep. in the comment section. I can be swayed on that one when we move. That's just by the nature of that song, but I do have an intense dislike for the compilation. But in hiding is awesome always, and that version is very good. Was was it Joey or Bradley that was the third? It was Joey. Okay, Joey. I thought so. Me. Just making sure. All right. I think. I think what it was about in hiding and, you know, obviously compilations, you're not going to get the rarest of the rare because uh, you got to sell this to everybody, Pearl Jam fans, casual fans, you know, that's what this is. But yeah, in hiding deep cut off yield, yield being a favorite record of a lot of people, including mine. Um, Yeah, it's, and especially this is a 2006 version. This isn't like a 2012 version of in hiding. This is like, a good prime era for Pearl Jam. So, yeah, uh, the crowd being on top of it, too. You can kind of bring this to somebody and say, this is one that they don't play very often and listen to how the crowd responds to it. Mm. All right, Curtis. Um, go live on two legs. Um let me introduce you to Michael, Evenflow. Mm. Oh. oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nobody for all you listening Ooh, at home. Yeah. Ouch. That silence. Can, can, I, can I explain why that's always just bothered me a little bit, that one? Because it's two songs? Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> like I know the, that I know edit? they I know that it's like they edited in the solo, and oh, it's it's, like, it's a song and a solo. Yeah, it's it's so basically the um, the 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 main part is from uh, Star Lake Amphitheater in Burgerstown, Pennsylvania, and then the other the the solo comes from the Raleigh, North Carolina show, I believe. It's very odd. <laughs> very, uh, very un Jam like thing to do. Yeah, well, I mean, but you have to think at that point they had not yet bombarded the universe with you know five hundred and fifty plus live uh, bootlegs that you could download, and but that was a weird choice, and it goes back to live on two legs in and of itself being a weird compilation. Like the songs that they chose always left me scratching my head. I was like, this is odd. This is. <laughs> It's like a festival set list album release. Mm. All right. The man had a reason. Yeah. All right. Bradley? Um, Yeah. uh, Well, speaking of the two compilations here, I I always thought that the uh, Live on Two Legs is kind of almost not a greatest hits, but they kind of did like you said, like a festival thing to try to, because they hadn't released anything officially yet. Um, And having said that, by the time 
Live on Ten Legs came out, they had released so much stuff that that was, I think, part of the reason why I never really got into Live on Ten Legs very much. Having said that, I am going to nominate something from Live on Ten Legs. And um, one of the later era songs that I thought sounded really good was the version of Unthought Known that was on Live on Ten Legs. Hey! Hey! Uh, wow. You got three. Let's see. On the TH, there we go. Yeah, same, same, same thought process that I had there that, like, you know... This is probably one of the best, this and Inside Job, probably two of the best late era live songs. And it's also one that, look, if you're going to show this to a friend and you're saying like stuff that can pretty normally show up at Pearl Jam shows, like maybe expect to hear this one and like listen to how it just builds up and gains momentum and like where it drops. And it doesn't even, when it drops, it barely drops. It lifts right back up right away. And this, I think this version did all the great things that this song is known for doing. Yeah, I I, absolutely on this. All right. We've got three there. Joey. Um, okay. Uh, from there, I will, um, I'm going to select, uh, a, I'm going to try another cover because I think that, uh, people were limited in their choices in that regard. So I'm wondering if this was the one that might've hit, um, from the end of let's play two, I've got a feeling. Oh, no, not that one. Oh. I've got a feeling that that might hurt. Yikes. Oh, yeah. And again, though, we haven't seen a lot of that, so. Yeah. Um, I love the song. I just didn't didn't make my list. All right. Patrick, close out the room. Um, all right. So I'm going to jump back to live on two legs for one that I find to be kind of just pure adrenaline, but um, I'm thinking it might be, it might be one that's not going to catch attention, but uh, go from the continental airlines arena. Um, and I just love that one. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it. You wanted it. You got it. You wanted the best. You got the best. <laughs> Again, bound to happen. It is bound to happen. I've probably got at least 10 more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I guess, you know, since you you uh, led us in that, this is probably a good time to, to do a check. Like, how far through are we? Oh, look at that. I've got, more four, I've got four left. Ooh. Okay. I've got, a, I've got about eight or nine left. Okay. Wow. That is like I wasn't kidding when I said I figured I'd have a lot of ones. So. <laughs> wow, I've got nine left. Where you at, Joey? I five or six. Okay, but we're very quickly going to get into the into the uh, the personal favorite decision that I feel like will probably lead to a lot of ones. So who knows? <laughs> I could match up with Bradley though. You never know. You never know. All right, Randy. Uh, I was a little disappointed at Joey's pick because he said cover, he said let's play two. And then when he said it, I'm like, oh, that's not the one. And I picked this one because it's just, it's a moment, it's a communal moment that connects the crowd and the band. 
And not only that, but how many songs on this list do we have that are boom Gaspar moments? This is the one. And I feel like boom is always the one that's left off kind of everybody's mind and, and left off these lists, especially that Klinghoffer's kind of in the band now. Boom's kind of taking a, a backseat, but this is Boom's moment. And it's Boom and Mike's moment. They do the duel. Like, I know that with COVID and stuff, they're not going to pass the wine bottle around on it anymore, but Crazy Mary. John's with you. But he's the only it was, one. It was yeah, my number four. 21. So, Ooh. yeah, just missed it. I thought we, I thought was we needed like a fun kind of more lighthearted performance to balance things out, and I thought that would have done it really nicely. It's so good. But there's like six thousand other versions. You guys did a, a. a uh... I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, John. All right. Um let's go to one uh maybe a little further down that uh, i'm not expecting this one to to hit but we're going to give it a shot and it's a it's a great you know we've, we've had a kind of a run on mike mccready moments so let's do uh nothing as it seems from uh from pj20 qualifies that is mm-hmm. Tris. all right take it that's this one See, I gotta get on the right album here. Uh, uh, I think as it seems, John. <clears throat> Who was it again? John, Bradley, and Curtis. Three qualifies it. All right, Curtis, you're up. Um, there's no deeper meaning here other than this is my favorite song. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it'd be that way. <laughs> Insignificant <laughs> from touring band. You know, I knew you were going to pick that, obviously. And the th- I was very close to because I've said a lot lately that insignificance was ex- has been extremely high on my list however there's a bunch of talking for two minutes on that track and unfortunately spotify doesn't let you edit anything so if if that weren't the case yeah it would be on my list but it's not and this version isn't maybe the one right but it's good but it's, I mean, it gets it, it gets to that big moment, right? It has its its peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, if we're making a playlist, the jibber jabber, we don't need that. <laughs> You're getting it at the show. You might as well be realistic. <laughs> that too, true. yeah. That's very true. It's also true. Get a real experience. That was a, another one that was hard not to take because a, it's binaural cut. B, it's it, it is one of my favorites. I think that they started playing that song at its best in 2003. Um, they had this weird, like, struggle with it early on. I don't know how to explain it, but they just didn't seem to get it where they wanted it or needed it to be. Um, and it's also, I, I think I mentioned this on 
gosh, I can't even imagine when it was, whether it was on when we talked about this track for deprogrammed or it was another uh, live on four legs episode. But like, this is one of those songs where it easily could be the same type of experience of a rear view mirror and porch. And they just never went there, yeah. uh, which is so disappointing because it has that great opportunity to explode. I'll, I'll yes. And you there with there's some Europe 2000 ones. Yeah. They're very strong, but maybe they're good to great in United States 2000. But yeah, we kind of pun intended like really launch out into outer space in 2003 those are some really really good ones for the record here let me turn this up he's still talking uh you know i yeah. want to be popular you gotta vote so yeah you I do mean, gotta it, vote eddie that's true <laughs> it does right, fit man. the whole criteria of half of what he does on stage mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have he's to remember the fans of stuff it comes from the video which is much more designed to be a show mm-hmm. so yeah all right, Bradley. All right, well, we'll stick with uh, one, a personal favorite theme and a Touring Band 2000 theme and a binaural theme, and I'm going to go with Parting Ways from Touring Band 2000. Great version, but... Hey, you hey, you got, oh, got one, all right. You got one. It's the, it's the best version they've ever played of that song. It's fantastic. And uh, I, it's a song I think that doesn't get enough love. I, I will happily see it every show I go to. I agree. I would like to go into a time. You, you will not see it at every show. <laughs> yeah. Too, but oh yeah. No. You can. You can wish. Yeah. Hey, imagine. What happened to low light. Oh. I think this one's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> not often. I don't think only it's in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> I'd like. I look. I'd love to, but I think the you got to get a DeLorean with the flux capacitor to see this one. All right, Joey. Okay, here's where I, here's where um, I see what this one's got because it, I, if seeing how this one will go through, we'll be able to gauge um, if any of my other ones have any chance whatsoever. Um, so I, I think this one um, comes from well, this one comes from Let's Play Two. I think it it a lot of what let's play two is at its best um musically is that it's a lot of like versions of older songs that that hold up uncharacteristically or impressively well um considering the the time period in which it's from and i think the absolute peak of that is the version of corduroy from let's play two and so that's going to be my pick very tough late cut for me. Oh. If only, if only I, I don't remember which of the two shows it was from. I think they played it both nights, but if only there was the summertime rolls thing in front of it, then I think it would have had a better chance. Oh, yeah. In the, the live on it's in the documentary is that, perfect. It's in the documentary that way, but not on the album. No. Yes, so, correct. Yeah. All right. They didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay per. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick. Um, all right, I'm going to go to back to touring band for another binaural, what is probably a deep cut and based on the fact that it seems to have already appeared from another uh, record here. I'm guessing there's not going to be uh, consensus on this one, but it's nothing as it seems from 
11,620,000. No? Yeah, that's what oh, I thought. No luck. No luck. Sad. He asked for the island and he got the island. <laughs> All right, listen, there's a bunch of them here. I'm scratching them out one by one. I got more. <laughs> you have to think I've got more because I was the lone holdout on a couple of fives. So, you know, I've got some junk here for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Randy? All right, we've been on a run of binaural. I have two songs left, so I'm going to use the binaural one now. From Touring Band, obviously, because why would they ever (laughs) add binaural songs to any other compilation? Look, they should. They absolutely should. But binaural was not one that they kept around for very long. Uh, I ended up taking Grievance. Hey, it qualifies. This song is 2000. This song is... Those gray gray cardboard CD holders. The song mm-hmm. is that yeah. tour. It's perfect. Totally Almost every that. one of them. The third totally song ripped. in. Yeah. Like it's after okay. after like uh, I think it was Corduroy on that. That boom, 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 like just that that drum in in the beginning of a set just murders you. You know. One of the most underappreciated uh, studio tracks that they've done, and then I saw it. Uh, when they did Letterman that year, I was at that and it was fucking great. And uh, I think they probably played it at every show I went to that year. So it's awesome. All right. it's, it's alive. It's alive. All right, John. I think we got like 16 that are fighting right now or 14. Um, yeah, early on, I, I hit on uh, release from, from Let's Play 2. So let's go back to that well and see if we can uh, we can get something here. Uh, I have a release again this time from from PJ Twenty from from Italy, two thousand six. Just a special performance. It really was, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's oh. this is it. This is the, the best one. Yeah, I mean the the reason I didn't go and I know the the all of the backstory with live on or let's play two. It. it but some of that was like from the almost the movie production of it. The the PJ twenty version is just absolutely, absolutely incredible. And just it's it's hard to like I stop in my tracks when I see that come on serious when they're playing it. I just stop. I turn every all attention off to anything and, and listen to it. And I've listened to that version probably several hundred times, I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen release in an open air venue and cried along with it, highly recommend. Wow. Uh, damn, I've only been in enclosed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. I've seen I've seen release at Wrigley. All right, MPJ twenty. How many did we get that's on right. that one? Did three. that one qualify? Four. That was three. All right, three. Three. Yeah. All right, Curtis. Um, I have Untitled and MFC from Las Vegas. Yep, right, you got one of not, That was why I didn't. That's why I had didn't vote for the other one. I had. Yeah, this one was the two pack because it was from the same show. Mm-hmm. Whereas on on uh, live on two legs, it was from two different shows. So yeah, I figured. 
I give it, yeah, I give it a little bump on this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I hate to leave out MFC, but uh, the the first ever untitled is the one. It, yeah. Those two. All right, Bradley. Oh, let's see. I don't have that many left. Um, let's do another late era song that um, it turned. It was on Pearl Jam twenty. And um, not necessarily my favorite song, but I did think it was a very good performance. And I'm a big SNL fan, so I have the Just Breathe from that. Just Breathe was a song that I wanted to really get onto my list. And uh, spoiler alert, but there's an MSG version, a show that I was at, and I didn't take that. And sure. I think it's it's good representation for a song, especially nowadays, that kind of is for a different... I mean, it could be for anybody, but it's geared towards a different um, uh, type of fan. And I'm not saying that it's like more, less male dominated than female dominated, but I, I think it, it essentially is. I know I'm backtracking my words and stuff like that, so I don't sound like an idiot, but um, you, you know, you need, you need the love song. You do need the love song. So I'm glad it got represented. Which version was this? I picked the one from... Um... Uh, Pearl Gem 20. Okay. Yeah. The SNL, a very, very worthy attempt of them to try and pull in some more normies. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, it goes into the trash. All right, Joey. Okay. Um, I'm going to do this one here. And if there is one person who... Um, votes for it too i'm gonna to be amazingly surprised but i debated whether i should even include this and i was like you know what i love it so much it should be on there um and i think it it symbolizes and brings forward kind of some of the the fun the fun aspects of the compilations or at least the reason why i really ever go back to them relative to the bootlegs and it is things like um like this song which is let me sleep from the steps of, at verona both eddie and mike on acoustic guitars that was my number 22 i had i had it on my list and then it was one of my final cuts God, it's but so i very risky song. take Terrific, that makes yeah. sense yeah it's good and like you said it's a very fun song it's 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 cool and i just like the song anyways but that was a really cool stripped down version of it yeah, another one where the visuals make the song, the performance. I feel guilty because I didn't know that we could actually pick that one because I didn't feel that it was actually... I thought that just fell under, like, weird sound check, and I love it, but I didn't think that was... <laughs> that's that's the I mean, dilemma that's... that I had with Monkey Wrench uh, for Do the Evolution. I'm like, yeah, this was live, but they're not playing in front of anybody, so is yeah. this actually, you know... Yeah. So... I mean, it is one of the best versions to do the evolution ever, but. All right, Patrick. Um, I will be looking to pull one of my last ones off the board because um, I do have a few more left. And this this one ended up on here twice. Uh, so I'm going to go with Daughter from Live on Two Legs at Constitution Hall uh, with the Rockin' in the Free World WMA tag. 
that was really tough. And look, I didn't take any doubles of songs. That was really, really tough to leave off. I think, honestly, gun to my head, I might even like that version better than than the touring band one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, don't like. Don't put I a gun to this, your head. No. <laughs> well, I get the I get the the significance is way way more important at Jones Beach. I fully agree with that, and that's why I took it. But as far as like listening to like. The tag of Rockin' in the Free World is, I think, my favorite tag that they've ever done on Daughter. Like, that specific one. So, yeah, I, I, as far as performance goes, I might like that one better. And though it's okay, is, is one of the best, right? Yeah. My favorite tag is yet to make it out on some type of quote-unquote official release. Um, or at least the ones that uh, were really great in 1998. So we'll we'll hope that someday they come out. All right, we're ticking down here for you, aren't we, Randy? One. There we go. It's the last down one. Down to one. Uh, I think somebody played this before, but this one's from Touring Band, and this is a show that I just love. It's just, I, I talked about a lot of 2000 shows lately, how they're just super fast and super tight, and the band is just on for 25 songs, two hours, even less sometimes, that there it's just a whirlwind of a show whirlwind of performances and i think one of the fastest songs in their catalog i I couldn't leave it off uh go from boise Mm. well (laughs) sometimes you win sometimes that was my only one that was my only one out of this group of things so not not bad to to have that on your last one i was gonna say like you're gonna have one that only has one that's the one how many more times can i say one john this is my last one (laughs) so uh you can say it one more time um no this is one that uh again from let's play two and it was a surprise early on in the set and it was just a really really fun moment really got that show off to a to a good early start it's a better man from let's play two that feeling of I'm all alone I wish this is how how sick the choices are here Uh I was there it was like goosebumps like just an amazing moment and probably not in my top 30 here unfortunately (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's crazy because you three were there for all of those performances right So that's got to be really tough to, you know, weed out what should be in and what shouldn't be like that, you know? Yeah. Separating personal experience from, you know, turning somebody on. Right. That's, I mean, that's why I I took the better man one from MSG because I remember that moment. I remember looking around at the, the entire crowd singing when nobody was playing and yeah, it was just, I, I get that. All right. Curtis? It's also my last one. Um, This probably doesn't belong on the top 10, but I wanted to get it on air here. Um, This is like something that was just just put together specifically for me. Eddie Vedder wrote a song about the Cubs and played (laughs) it at Wrigley Field. And then they fucking won the World Series that year. Like, (laughs) It's a dream, and 
on top of that, game five at Wrigley Field is my birthday, and Eddie sung seventh inning stretch. Like, it's surreal, and we're driving home from a concert last night. It's like 1.30 a.m., me and my buddies, and I talked about I'm like, this is this a freaking dream? So, um, all the way. And that's and that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't belong on here. I totally would have chosen it if it somehow was the 2013 version. That's the only thing is that I associate. Yeah, I associate this song with that version so much more. I just feel like just the musically itself and all of that. Um, But it is it is just too perfect and and it's in its own way. So I'm glad it got included. I knew there was enough of a Chicago contingent here that would that would bring it up at least. So <laughs> I'm glad it was. I'm I'm a way I'm a like 250 mile away uh, mile away suburb, but <laughs> spiritually, Eastern Iowa. Spiritual. Yeah. When right. Ed writes his Mets at anthem, Patrick and I will will we'll vote we'll, for it. We'll and roll. We'll, we'll, do. we'll roll over in our graves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't they already write indifference? Oh, oh my gosh. You're not wrong, but it's things. All right. Uh, Bradley, you still have a chance at three here. Uh, well, I have a song from Let's Play 2 also, another one you know, where I was there. I don't think there's going to be much support for this because uh, it was a song that was brought up already. Um, I know some people have multiples, but I, just, I have Go from Let's Play 2. I know it got some love on some of the other ones, but... I didn't expect it to get much on this one, but I really like this version. One of my very last cuts. A very, very, very good version. All right. Joey? Um, okay. So, um, going from my last selection here. Um, again, I just kind of, since, since we had them on there, I just, I, I, enjoyed the fact that um they existed and there was something i could pick and show love to so on the same kind of note as as let me sleep but you know a little bit more mainstream than that um do the evolution from monkey ranch radio <laughs> like i said it's the best version of do the evolution but without the crowd that is the one thing that yeah, yeah. All right, let me switch this to alphabetical. How many versions of... I think we got three versions, yeah. I think we got three goes. I think we got three do the evolutions. We got two daughters. Yep. We have zero alives, by the way. Crazy. Out of, I think, three that were on this. Unless one of you two are going to pick it. Yeah. All right, Patrick? I, I'm at this point. Can I just clear out everything? <laughs> there's no so, way. Yeah, you know what? Since since there yeah. are no qualifying songs, go for it. Yeah. There's yeah. There's no way any of these are going to qualify. So um, I'm going to go in order of where I have them. Nothing Man from Live on Two Legs. Um, Thin Air from Touring Band. Wait, come uh, for me on that one. And then uh, Black from Let's Play Two, and Even Flow from Touring Band. Mm, nope, nobody saved you. So I would have no. taken thin air, except uh, 
a couple of some podcast hosts talked about how mid tier it was. I ignored that. Well, episode. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm glad that I convinced somebody. You want to just dump out whatever you got left, Bradley? Sure. Um, I did throw in a live on there, and this was more or less uh, to kind of show the, you, you know, the evolution of them live. And I picked the one from Pearl Jam 20, the one from 1990. I know it's not the greatest version of the song, but I thought it was a cool enough to maybe if you were trying to show somebody. Oh, okay, Joey's got it too. So uh, oh. just, just you know, I thought it'd be kind of neat to show people like how far they've come in their and you know over their career. Yeah, so that was, th- that was close. That was close for me. Historical there- purposes, you know. Isn't there a hitch in the recording somewhere? Like, doesn't it like break out? And I know, like, that's the only performance that we know of from that show. But and we'll take whatever we got. But like, yeah. But I mean, for for me, it's just like that doesn't that doesn't take away from just the fact that it it exists and we can listen to it. Right. Like that. That's that's what pushed me over the edge ultimately to to putting it on my. Yeah, and I was kind of like amazed at how it still sounds so much similar to what you get nowadays. Obviously there's not as much of a shredding guitar solo and all that, but it still seemed to, you know, be pretty much, you know, 90% the same, you know, 30 years later. So I thought that was just kind of cool. Um, another one that I'm assuming no one else has was the uh, thumbing my way from Pearl Jam 20. I had that too. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Joey, I thought you dumped. Wow. No, you no, no, no. I have, I have, well, now I only have one more left, but oh, okay. Well, let's yeah, see if I'll match it. Well, is it, does it happen to be off he goes from live on two legs? It does not. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I do have one last one was I had everybody throw a bunch of rear view mirrors out there and I put the rear view mirror from live on 10 legs as my list with a <laughs> secondary Pearl Jam 20 as a backup rear view mirror kind of, so to speak, but the live on 10 legs was the one that I chose, but I could be easily be swayed on any of the other ones. So. All right, just for fun, your last one, Joey. Yeah, uh, I, I picked the um, Luke and Not for You pairing from Touring Band. Um, you know, either both of them or or one of each of them. I just think it's cool and very demonstrative of that era. So I was able to have that one make it. But that's it for me. All right, so everybody's out and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that two, took a while. Yeah, two unanimous is really good for six. Like that. I mean, you hit them early, but it's still that for six people that is good. So you got Crown of Thorns and Inside Job are in unanimously. Um, do you guys want to tackle which fives you want to take, or do you want to start the other way with your threes? There's only three fives. I think I'm. These all have to be in, in my opinion. I, yeah. I can't see an argument where any of them would not get in. Yeah, same. All right. I agree. All right. So, Greg. I thought we were going to have better, more discussions and fights. And- <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait. Yeah, so, there's that. You're halfway there now. So, there's only two fours by my count. Um, if you don't mind me, what were the three fives? I've lost. I only wrote down two of them, and I'm not sure which one I missed. All right, so I'm just trying to keep track for the mm-hmm. argument's sake. Better Man, Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. Um, daughter from 2000. Okay. And release from Let's Play 2. Gotcha. Thanks. No problem. And so then the fours, there's two here. So I assume that both of these are not going to be automatic. Not for you and Red Mosquito. 
Anybody want to chime in to make their case for one of those? I want to chime in on one thing because there's a glaring omission in the top 10 and that's no live on two legs song in there yet. So Justin, why don't you go over what live on two legs songs are in this list? All right. And we figure out at least one to go in. All right. So let's see. I've got well, one of them is Red Mosquito. Yeah. Red I, Mosquito. That's, that's the four. That. That's the four. Yeah. That's. You think that's easily, do you think that should be in the top 10? That we both said knocked us over with a feather. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have any versions of Even Flow that made it. And that this is, if, if you're trying to say, see Mike McCready live, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, you can get that on Inside Job too, but I I agree. I definitely agree that Red Mosquito would work for that. Two very different vibes of McCree. All right, uh-huh. so we're going to get them both? Both the fours? Well, oh, wait, no, I'm talk sorry, about sorry. Not For You. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I think I think we hold on to Not For You for a sec, because remember, yeah. like, they're not going to see 1995 Pearl Jam. Yeah, you know, it's good to have right. that on the list. It, it's good to see what the intensity was like back then, but let's just let's hold that thought. Yeah, all right. So, but Red that. Mosquito is going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. All right. So we're at six now. Here, let me switch these around so I can look at it more better. All right. Um. Ooh. Okay. There's a lot of threes here. So I've got. Uh, Corduroy from Live on Two Legs, Given to Fly from 2000, Grievance from 2000, I Got Shit, which you guys uh, corrected me on last time, 2000, <laughs> uh, In Hiding, Live on Ten Legs, Nothing As It Seems, Pearl Jam 20, uh, Nothing Man 2000, Rearview, Pearl Jam 20, Release, Pearl Jam 20, Unthought Known uh, from Live on Ten Legs, Untitled, from live on 10 legs and i think that's it for the threes yep really release is obviously gone right that's yeah 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 i I wouldn't want to put two on there all right so we'll lose that one now here's my question to you guys what is the one song that not not just version what's the one song after out of this list right here that out of any live pearl jam should be shown to somebody just just song wise rearview mirror rearview mirror yeah yeah honestly i that was that was either one or number two for me so yeah yeah i I was gonna say rearview mirror corduroy so that same yeah those are those are the two that i'm looking at probably both need to be on there all right review and why are we agreeing on everything because we're smart <laughs> well, I think we, what we learned from last time was that we kind of all know each other's taste. Now we got upset with with one another because we were just like, "Wait a minute, my how do you not know like the same songs that I like?" And now we're like, "Oh, okay, we're everybody knows each other's picks, kind of, and, and it makes sense." I don't know which rear mirror was it that we pushed through the PJ twenty one, two thousand nine. All right, gotcha. so now you're down to your last two. So we're right, Ruby Mirror. This is gonna gonna, sound like the same thing. I'm gonna throw <laughs> yeah. out a, a weird one and one that I didn't pick, but looking at this, I'm gonna throw out Unthought Known from Live on Ten Legs. That's a that's a low key song that's much better live than on the record. And I think it probably deserves a spot on this list, maybe. I mean, 
I would second that in that what else from post 2006 could even really be sure. discussed for being included. And that is a sick version of that song. Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think I could, I could be wrong about this. Somebody could disagree with me on this, but I feel like that's, we can kind of write off live on 10 likes with that song, at least for now. Like I, I think well, that just in hiding and unknown. Well, here, here's right. the thing with I mean, I voted for both, so. Yeah, here's the thing with In Hiding that almost doesn't give it a place is that, you know, when you're looking at this list and you think, okay, we need a rare song, we kind of yeah. have three. We have Crown of Thorns, which is both rare and cover. We have yeah. Inside Job, which I, I consider to be rare. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a deep cut on an album that doesn't get a lot of love anymore. And then I would definitely consider Red Mosquito to be rare. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, rare. Yeah. <laughs> so is and look, I love this version of In Hiding, and I think it getting to the conversation was pretty important for it. And would love to see some yield up there. And we still have Given a Fly that we could talk about, but is, does this one go? I would rather In Hiding, but. I think I think Unthought No is a better representation of how they're how they're different live than on record. Well, I agree is, with that. That's, is, our goal, yeah. is our goal a companion for someone who's doesn't know the you know what I mean? Like to get somebody ready or hey, here comes a bootleg for an upcoming show. Like is that the goal here or is it like what are the sickest songs? Because those are two very different answers. <laughs> yeah. So what was I think he, I think there's a lot of goals to be honest with you, and I think we just like if there were ten goals, what ten goal, what ten check marks are yeah. we checking off? You know, or I, and, think, or... I didn't pick that in hiding, and I, you know, have not been um, holding back on my lack of love for live <laughs> on ten legs, but that version exemplifies what happens among the Pearl Jam faithful when they hear a song that they desperately want to hear and they take it over in a venue and it's hard to let that go in that regard like that's it's not a song that they've even played a hundred times yet and yet that gets played and the entire venue explodes and starts to sing along with it because they listen to it incessantly waiting for that moment that they're going to be there at a show where it gets played. So you guys have two left. It, what I'm hearing is, is in hiding or unthought. Is it in hiding or unthought known, or is there a way for both? No, I think just one no, from not that both. record. Okay. I think we're thinking about trying to have representation from this album that is kind of limited. And certainly both of them is maybe not the way to go. I think just listening to this conversation, what it comes down to for me is that there is, there is something that both unthought known and in hiding are in a live setting overall in terms of all of their versions together. Um, You know, like the themes of their two, you know, evolution episodes theoretically would be, both very significant and something that you'd want to present to 
um, someone who's getting ready to go see them live. But my, I, I, I feel like that version of Unthought Known matches more of what it is ultimately than In Hiding does when we're talking about these two specific versions next to each other. I think that um, In Hiding, this version of In Hiding leaves a bit more to be desired relative to the best versions of In Hiding more so than Unthought Known does next to the best versions of Unthought Known. Mm-hmm. Is the panel sold? That's fair. I, look, I am I'm not gonna like the feather line, you know. Like either <laughs> either of these, I'm totally fine with. Um, Same here. I know. should say that, but yeah. yeah. What but was it seems like eight? Unthought Known has a little bit more backing to it. What was the eighth song that we already had? Because I had Crown, Inside Job, Daughter, Better Man, Release, Red Mosquito, Rearview Mirror. Corduroy. Corduroy. Oh, Corduroy is going from which? Uh, L2L. Okay. Your first overall. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll shut up then. <laughs> Not L04L. We obviously yeah. copied, which usually is like the first thing out of my mouth when I say live on two legs. But I figured for this one, just just take a back seat with that. Right, so now you're down to your last one, then. So this is unthought. Unthought. So we in. did settle on unthought known. That's what it sounded like to me, but uh, yeah, I am but a humble yeah. host. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got to be that. Now that I think, after after everything that's been said. Well, hey, we can we can keep in hiding in the conversation. We got one left. Sure. sure. Yeah. Sure. I think this is probably where all the major fights break out. <laughs> Yeah, is what, what 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 makes it in last out of a pretty long list. So, can we get rid of any of these? Uh, can we get rid of not for you, or should we? No, keep no, I like no. that was one that no. got no. four. So I <laughs> no. I'm. I'm the, can we get I'm, rid I'm, of? I'm, sorry, do we get rid of untitled? Being that it's more oof. like, I hate to say gimmicky because that's not the right word, but it's it's kind of incomplete maybe without and then see does that does that make a difference i see where you're coming from i i feel like there's enough here in the top 10 already that you can kind of explain what pearl jam's history is uh, alongside of great performances and i guess you don't quite need untitled to talk about their history it's it's an important part but I think better man and daughter it's okay and inside job are, are are there for that. I think for me it comes down to it's either given to fly not for you in hiding maybe nothing as it seems but those those three it's given to fly I mean even you know the video aspect of it not being there notwithstanding still like like you guys said still a very good yeah. performance so I think given to fly, not for you or in hiding are probably the top three. The rest of them, I would say you made it this far. Well done. I would like to take a stand for nothing, man. We don't have a lot of sing-alongs. Better man, better man we have, but (laughs) I know I'm contradicting myself, Uh, Uh, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking like nothing man is a different kind of sing-along. It's kind of in the same sense of like an elderly woman where it's it's a little bit more toned down and, and the explanation that you could have for it being in the top 10 is that this 
could show up in the first three songs and be sort of the warm up to when you get the corduroys and animals and hail hails kind of songs. And it's a way to kind of break bread with the crowd. And, and when it does, it's really one of the best moments in the show. And I, again, I absolutely love this version and I think it would be, look, we only have one touring band on here. That's, <laughs> it's kind of criminal, but from I, Seattle touring band feels right too. It's, yeah. If we're right? going to go criminal, we do not have any performance that does not include Matt Cameron. You're not wrong. Yeah. Mm. Even though they were limited, they were limited. They're, in this, they're but, limited. And that's a, but he I has, to he has been the drummer for 24 years now and he will be the drummer. You're not going to 24 years, right? You're not going to get Jack, uh, Jack Irons fill in for a whole tour. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like, it's not like Josh Klinghoffer just gets thrown on the the end of the street for, uh, John Frashani. No, I know, but it's part of Pearl Jam's live experiences that they, they had a time before 1998. And it, I I understand that someone that's going to go to a show this year is not going to hear that, but part of their live experience existed before 1998. Yeah, that's, that is fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah, I will agree with that. I remember I was one of the people pushing for not for you in the last, the championship edition and Trevor Christ got through. Yeah. And so I'm all for it making this edition. Yeah, no, I, I, and in the past it's been more by uh, what I say than, what I do when it comes to demonstrating that Vitology is my favorite album. And this time it'll be by actually what I do. Cause I, I feel like it, it has to be not for you for a variety of reasons already described here. Like the, um, yes, it is very much of its time, but I think that current performances, you know, the, yes, like obviously seeing seeing the band perform their older songs is a demonstration of like is a is a telling is a, is a storytelling of its history to an extent but i feel like not for you just as a song is more of a time machine than so many of their other songs yeah in the way that it takes you back to um what it originally is even now so out of all the songs well all the versions that are kind of more historic in nature um I feel like we can put that one on here and be okay knowing that I feel like I feel like current versions of not for you are more ingrained. Um, this or this is more engraved in, in current performances of not for you than some older performances of other songs are in, in current performances of them. Let's bring up the the elephant in the room here. We haven't talked about giving a fly. And it's look. The spontaneity of the moment and you know i think that some of these have that look i think i mentioned that inside job has a little kind of what that is inviting somebody onto the stage and and sort of making it about something else rather than pearl jam and that's what given a fly was but given a fly uh definitely is the example of anything can happen at a Pearl Jam show. Sounds like Why don't we make this home. easier? I, I think I think Untitled, I Got Shit, Nothing As It Seems and Grievance are probably out, right? Yeah, that's what it sounded like yeah. to me. 
Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, yes. See ya, but thank you for your service. What do we do now? Justin, what That's are you what... hearing? <laughs> so here's, I mean, here's what I'm hearing is it's down to not for, not for you. Actually, to be honest, it sounds like it's not for you versus giving the fly. Um, from Kinda, where I'm sitting, yeah. from where I'm sitting, um, I don't know if anybody has final thoughts on on that or wants to throw because technically nothing man in in hiding are still alive, but um, yeah, they're just they're they're three and four, unfortunately. Yeah, so these are. Yeah. Does anybody want to uh, give final thoughts? The final push for this is this is a rough one. This, who would have guessed that number 10? Maybe we should yeah. have done the uh, final say. Even the fly, even the fly is like, a, it's a perfect moment, but like, like is it a perfect fit for this playlist? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think... Oh, God. No, not for you. The one little hesitation I have for it is it's like, this is this perfect 90s version, and you ain't getting that this year. You know, yeah, we're trying to have a companion for that. Not for you is long gone. You're not um, going to get that with Given to Fly either because they play it a thousand times too fast now. I, well, <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Point taken. Yeah. And, and like we brought up earlier, I kind of think that one of the big major pushes for Given to Fly is the, the visual companion. And if we're giving someone a playlist, that wouldn't be part of it. And as you know, and I had Given to Fly on my, you know, on my list. I, I, think it's a good version of the song and it's a very cool moment um but again we're just giving people most likely or like in in theory we'd be giving person uh, a playlist an audio version and that just on the music alone show them youtube you know? yeah that's well, true that is true can't we what if we turn this into spinal tap and turn it up to 11 <laughs> Yeah, baby. Has that ever <laughs> happened in deeper history before? Let's do it, baby. It happens a lot. It's called the Fredo rule, and that's why I came up with final say. <laughs> so we wouldn't ever do that ever again. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> totally, uh, totally, totally. I mean, it. what I love is it's come down to kind of this weird, faulty, like, like final two. Because it's like, do we rather give the song that is a version that you definitely are not going to experience now? Or are you going to present the moment that you can't see? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, and honestly, not for you as visual too. Although you get right to an extent, what, there's that too. Yes, sure. Right. Although you get what you want out of just listening to that song, and you you absolutely feel it. I, it still has the visual edge to it. I think a lot of these versions probably have better man as visual edge. Uh, um, Daughter. It's okay. As visual edge inside job, crown of thorns, all of these are just as amazing visual moments as they are audio moments. And honestly, you're not going to a show and just listening to the band. You're watching them too. Spinal tap. Spinal <laughs> tap. <laughs> so what I'm hearing here though, is to me again, sitting in this chair, listening to everybody talk, it's it sounds much more positive for not for you than given to fly. I think should it's we half, go around the horn? I think it's half and half. I don't. Yeah, I think we probably just got to go around the horn because I right. think it's split. 
we can we can try it <laughs> i mean there's not really a wrong answer though that's the yeah uh, ultimately like we, if we tie we go to 11 either of these will be fine <laughs> but if we tie do we go to 11 that's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really want to kill me don't you that's fine <laughs> Uh, it's just it's killing us. That's the problem. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there anything on the nine that's already made it that barely squeaked by that we would consider? Yeah, did we just let something in that we probably shouldn't have? I mean, right. that. Well, we can go back to Red Mosquito. No, no. no. You sure? see, that's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but do we have we have a mic moment in some of these songs? Corduroy is a mic moment. No, no one has mic moments. Yeah. I don't know. I- of the things on the list, I would almost say the corduroy. I would leave. I would pull off corduroy over red mosquito of Don't the stuff dare. that's on there. Don't you dare! No, <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna no say way. it because I was blaming it on being too salty that the Let's Play Two version didn't get any votes. Because um, that was out of all out of all my trashes, that's the only one that 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 did like kind of upset me. But I mean, yeah. If 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 that's gonna be said, then I won't I won't voice against it. Oh, Randy's putting his foot down, though. Yeah. All right. So just, Uh, I would say just go around the horn, not for you giving a fly, and we'll see what happens at the split. (laughs) So, Randy? Giving a fly. John? Giving the fly. Mm. Curtis? Giving the fly. Ooh. Bradley? I'm going to go not for you. Yeah, Joey, not for you, and Patrick, <laughs> not for you. Yep, oh, okay, shit. why did we? Okay, wait, hold on. Why did we? Why did we vote one after the other? That was really dumb. We could we just for drama, drama. <laughs> I know, but I mean, we we it seemed that seemed too good to be true. <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like John game. was kind of hold, holding his cards really ho- uh, close to the chest. Like I wasn't sure. Yeah, that that felt like the wild card there, you know. So, forced yeah, game close. seven, close. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. We had to coin. I, we had to coin toss on pie tasters. You guys want to coin toss? <laughs> I don't have a coin this time. Uh, hmm. let's see if I can. This is a coin toss situation. Can I can I just throw something out there and it's probably going to cause more chaos, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's Are we Please. really going to choose unthought known over given to fly and not for you? That that's that's hard, but I think we have to have some represented representation of recent Pearl Jam. I don't think we have to. I feel uh, like yeah, that should we, be said. It's we sh- did we it should. on the regular on you know championship edition or whatever. We didn't have anything post that was- yield. That was it's one me. of our biggest tough decisions was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. That's, and that's funny because every single one of these songs so far is a Matt Cameron one. So Matt Cameron had his redemption. Yeah. John, you stuck up for Unthought Known. But, but none of, well, only one of them was yeah, written with, un- with Matt Cameron. He just performed on all these songs, you know. Yeah, un- Unthought Known is in. We're, we're, we're not taking that off. That It absolutely deserves to be here. It's it's one of the best, like like I said, one of the best translated live songs from their from the last half of their catalog. Like it 
has really turned into something um, really good live that's elevated above uh, the studio version. Probably the best song on that record. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it deserves to be in, absolutely. All right, so Randy's got the coin, and we'll go the other end. Patrick, you'll call it in the air. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Heads. Did we decide which was which? <laughs> we did we not. Did not. We did well, not. since Patrick called it, I would assume Patrick's vote, his yeah. heads would be not for you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Virginia corner, and that's where it landed. What does oh, that mean? For... Tails. <laughs> for Justin. For Justin, of course. Hey. So Tails meant given to fly, then, right? It did. Yes. I revolt. Revolt. <laughs> Matt Cameron with the clean sweep. All right. Revolt of the drummers. We got in there. A, in a way, it only it only made sense. I had to come down <laughs> to a coin toss. Uh, so here we go. We got Crown of Thorns, Inside Job, Better Man. Uh, actually, I should probably say which versions, eh? Uh, Crown of Thorns from uh, 20. Inside Job from Let's Play 2. Better Man from 20. Daughter from 2000. Release from Let's Play 2. Red Mosquito from Live on Two Legs. Corduroy from Live on Two Legs. Rearview Mirror for rear view mirror that was fun from Pearl Jam 20 uh unthought known from 10 legs and then given to fly from 2000 and patrick is revolting but we have our 10 <laughs> here's the other thing that i didn't bring up that i should have um we only had one from touring band and we had three already from pj 20 so with all the love that we gave touring band that would have been really disappointing if we just had one pick from that you know what i mean Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. true. That's well, true. And that hits, hits the <laughs> representation quota. <laughs> well, there you so. have it. You guys have done it. And I have sat gleefully laughing as you guys tore each other <laughs> apart. It was good times. I'm glad somebody was entertained. <laughs> now, now the project is your homework at home listener is to take these 10 songs and make the best set list possible out of these 10. Mm. So we can put together the playlist in order of what people should be listening to. Mm. So of course, release needs to be last, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this was a, this is another great experiment. And I thank every single person that, joined us the trashy six will live in infamy go down in history as one of uh you know something that i pride myself so much on for live on four legs that i i really seriously love doing both of these when when we did them and and honestly any other opportunity that we get to do it like i'm i'm on board even if it's like take every live on four legs show that we've covered and do the same thing that we did originally with championship edition, just with live on four legs. And we got a We got a 200th episode that's happening this year <laughs> and we're going to be well over 200 because of Patreon stuff and all that. But like, that's something to think about for the future. And it, we probably need to have some preliminary rounds, but it's, it's just a suggestion. Uh, like Justin, you know, you came up with the, the, the deprogram platform and this is one of the funnest games. I like going on your podcast sometimes and I like more than I like going on mine. <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah. And honestly, hey. for any, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm with you on his podcast just as much as I'm with you on True. ours. True. Fair. Fair. So, and I suggest to anybody that has a band that they want, and honestly, Justin, just sell them on the show. Why me? You sell them. Well, I'm just saying, listen to my energy. Can't you tell how high energy I am? I'm just I'm, I'm ball of energy. Come play with me. No, it, 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 it's the conversation that they just had. We have with every band and like, you know, it's a, it's a conversation of, of, of what we love about these bands. And it's, it, it, it almost always is me learning a band and talking to people that love the band. And so like, I'm finding out stuff about the band from people who really, really love them. And then, you know, we talk about song choices and stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it really changes the way you listen to a band and uh, Bradley and Patrick, we'll get you in there. Uh, I know. Wilco. Yes, Wilco I'm is happening. In. It'll be a six-person panel, but it <laughs> it will happen. It's going to happen. All the Billy Bragg albums. <laughs> are, the, are those going to be in it too? We we'll haven't see. decided yet. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> it's like twenty-five albums to go through. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, I mean, it, it's a lot of stuff. There is a lot of stuff. Long stuff too. Yeah. Just, come play in my sandbox is what i'm getting at it's fun <laughs> yeah uh justin we'll we'll post the sign up for your deprogrammed uh, there's a sign up list there's tons of bands that don't have that have only one person representing like them right now them are and john <laughs> <laughs> pretty True. much yeah um yeah. so if and honestly if you think of a band that you don't think has enough respect put them on the board and you know what, John or I or Curtis or, or anybody here may say, I'll give him a chance. I'll do it. Let's do the show. You convince me. Let's figure out a 10 for them. That, that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. I like going through the bands. I don't know as much, just as much as the going through the bands I love. So uh, definitely, if you haven't listened to the to deprogrammed yet, uh, go and find it. It's easy to find. It's everywhere that we are. So. Yeah. It's Please a fun listen. I, I, I'm a fan as well. I really enjoy listening. I, I was a big fan of uh, Curtis being the deciding vote for Pretty Fly for a White Guy in the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. hey, good callback. That <laughs> <laughs> <Long> was terrible. <laughs> I, I was. I knew that was going to happen in the end. I was just. I was cringing so much on that. But I think you guys picked the right number one. Yeah, was on great. that one. Anyway. Uh, Thank you to everybody. Once again, roll call here. Randy Sobel over here. John Farrar over there. Curtis Hames up in the corner. Bradley Piasecki somewhere down in the middle. Joey Goodsir on the left. And Patrick Bogle in the middle. And Justin Wilson all around the world. And to everybody listening, have fun at the shows. Enjoy yourself. This is the first time in two years that we've had well, it's really the first time in six years that we've had arena shows in North America. Just take this time, treasure them, be with your friends, enjoy yourself, enjoy the music, and play this playlist when you're in the car, too, because it's a good playlist because we made it. So, And we obviously know the most about Pearl Jam. Just, just saying. <laughs> but anyway, let's close this one out. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways... Miss you already. Miss you. All. <laughs> Miss you already. <all. 
<laughs> I miss you already, and I miss you always. I'll keep that in. That won't get edited. So, hopefully, uh, to see you out on on the tour and wishing for the best. We'll see you next time.